0: Hello, my friends, I got a blast from the past for you. I don't know if you remember, but 11 years ago, I won a prize. I won the National Business Book Award of the Year. And I'm not even really a business writer. And it wasn't just like a Cracker Jack box prize. This was a juried prize. Peter Mansbridge was the head of the jury. I I was so certain I wasn't gonna win. I didn't, I wasn't even listening to him when he when he announced the winners. I heard my name, I shouted. I'll tell you that story and I'll tell you a little more about the book that won it for me, Ethical Oil, The Case for Canada's Oil Sense, because I have decided it's time to bring back Ethical Oil, the, the project, the campaign, because since we didn't do that 10 years ago, Germany and other parts of Europe are still importing their oil and gas from conflict regimes like Russia instead of from ethical places like Canada, if only Trudeau had let the pipelines be built I'll tell you about my thoughts in today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Until I get to that, let me invite you to become a subscriber to the video version of the podcast. It's called Rebel News Plus. Just go to that website, rebelnewsplus.com. Click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. You get my show every weeknight plus four shows a week from my colleagues here. That's 36 shows a month for eight bucks a month. And we need uh, the dough because that's how we pay our bills. That's rebelnewsplus.com. All right, here's today's podcast tonight is it time to bring back ethical oil it's july 12th and this is the ezra levant show shame on you you censorious bug I saw this big headline front page of the Globe and Mail today. I don't know if you saw it. It goes, Canadian envoy, that means diplomat, summoned by Kiev over Russian turbines. Zelensky, that's the head of Ukraine, calls equipment export plans an absolutely unacceptable exception to sanctions. That was their news story. And then they published this commentary in the Globe and Mail also. Ottawa says it stands with Ukraine. Its decision to return turbines to Russia suggests otherwise. Uh, And here's the first two paragraphs which sum up the news pretty well. This is from the commentary. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky was right when he said that Ottawa's decision to skirt its own sanctions law and send Nord Stream 1, that's the name of a pipeline, gas turbines back to Russia via Germany was, quote, absolutely unacceptable. The six Russian turbines that the German company Siemens Energy had been servicing in Montreal, but which became stranded owing to sanctions on Moscow, had been a bilateral irritant between Ottawa and Kiev for some time. The Russian government had claimed that the missing equipment was, was the reason it reduced the flow of natural gas to Germany, through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, prompting Berlin to press Justin Trudeau's government for the turbine's release. But this week, Canada actively amended its own sanctions laws in order to return them to Germany, which will then turn them over to Russia. Now, I'll skip a bit, but I thought this next paragraph was pretty punchy. And you tell me what you think of this. Put aside your thoughts on Russia and Ukraine. I think this is a factual statement. You tell me what you think of it. Oil and gas exports, on average, generate more than $100 billion a year for the Kremlin, which in turn helps fund its invasion of Ukraine. Russia is incredibly unimportant in the global economy, except for oil and gas, economist and Obama White House advisor Jason Furman told the New York Times. It's basically a big gas station. (laughs) What do you think about that? You know what? Statistically speaking, he's right. Obviously, there are lots of minerals and there's lots of agriculture. But in terms of just foreign exports, oil and gas are the thing. Russia is pretty much tied for first place, a three-way tie with Russia, the United States and Saudi Arabia. All are making about 10 million barrels a day. And Russia is huge into natural gas. Gazprom, you've probably heard of it. It's the world's largest gas company, natural gas, that is. And that's what they're talking about, the Nord Stream Pipeline. All this gas goes to Europe. And I mean Western Europe. I mean Germany and other countries. So do do they mean it or not, these sanctions? Now, I wrote two books about this strange thing, this phenomenon of buying oil and gas from your enemies. First one was called Ethical Oil, The Case for Canada's Oil Sands. It was about ethical oil versus conflict oil, and then I wrote a book called Groundswell. I just wanna talk about that for one minute because I used to really focus on that. It was the number one thing I talked about. I wrote the book more than a decade ago. Obviously, since then, a lot of things have changed in the world, including my position. I'm now with Rebel News, and we talk about many things. In the last two years, talked about the pandemic, the lockdowns, the civil liberties fiasco. But if you've ever been to my office, and I, we don't have a lot of visitors around here, I have a few things hung up on my wall that I'm proud of. And I took two things on, off the wall and I brought them in the studio. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. This is on my wall, and I, I don't think it's vanity. It's more a remembrance of thing, of uh, what I thought was an achievement. My book, Ethical Oil, actually won the National Business Book Award of the Year in 2011. It was a jury that made the decision. Peter Mansbridge was the head of the jury. The sponsor, a couple of banks sponsored it, plus the Globe and Mail. I I was so stunned when I won. I was invited because I was a finalist, and I thought, there's no chance I'm going to win. I went to this thing because I thought, all right, you know, I should, out of courtesy, go to the lunch. It was a fancy lunch. I, it, it was at the Four Seasons. Michael Ignatieff was right in line there. Like, I thought, boy, am I out of my element. And I thought, oh, grumble, grumble, grumble. Why am I wasting my time here? And then I heard Peter Mansford say, and the winner is Ethical Law by Ezra Van I, I remember that moment. I My reaction was, what? I didn't even say hooray, because I, I, I was practically ignoring him, because I thought, I don't even know why I'm going through the motions. And my reaction when Mansford said I won was, no way! And I got up there and I just couldn't believe it, and I and I told some jokes, but I won, and I went on to create something called Ethical Oil, the advocacy group uh, a website, and it, it was a big thing. I actually, I want to show you one more thing that I hang on my wall, because I'm proud of it. Now, this is a little harder to see. Uh, I trademarked it, Ethical Oil, and the reason I did that is I, I don't think I would have thought of uh, trademarking the word Ethical Oil. Other than environmental activists, when they saw my book's success and they saw I had set up this website, ethicaloil.org, and that I was really fighting that project, they tried to register that trademark so I couldn't use that. Those environmentalists are so tricky. I had to go to court to protect the rights to ethical oil because someone else had seized it and tried to trademark it. I tell you that to as a reminder to myself and to you, actually that I've been thinking about this issue of ethical oil versus conflict oil for more than a decade. And just to sum it up, I I used a tactic that I think was effective, even though it's being denounced by the left, I think that's why they denounce it. Instead of talking about oil and gas from a right-winger's perspective, I tried to use the language of the left. I talked about an imaginary... Uh, young uh, grad student named Zoe, who, uh, you know, vegetarian activist, um, you know, peace activist, someone really progressive. What would she care about? Not what do I care about? And I, I, I really listened to the critics, the good faith, faith critics of the oil patch, and they had four things they seemed to care about. The environment, obviously. Peace, obviously. Uh, The treatment of workers, how well are they paid? Are are, are they safe? And finally, even though we sort of take it for granted, civil liberties, treatment of minorities, a religious minority or indigenous people or women or if you're gay, those are the four things that this imaginary person I called Zoe cared about in the world, environmental responsibility, peace, as in you're not using the proceeds of oil to wage a war or terrorism, Economic justice, as they would say, you know, are you paying people a minimum wage. Are you paying people a living wage? Compare people who, what they earn in the oil patch to, you know, people in Nigeria or Dubai. And finally, civil rights. So don't even get me started on the difference between civil rights here and in many OPEC regimes in Russia. So in my book, Ethical Oil, and I gave a ton of speeches on the subject, it really used to be my thing. I said... Canada's oil sands oil, when you compare it to any other alternative, not some fantasy fuel of the future that hasn't been invented yet, like that movie Avatar where they talked about unobtainium, this perfect energy source, perfect in every way other than it's not real. If you're going to fill up your car with gas next week, it's going to come from gas, not from a mystery fuel. And that gas comes from oil that comes from somewhere. And if it's not coming from Canada or the United States, two of the most ethical places in the world, it's coming from, odds are, a dictatorship or a warmonger. Look at the countries in OPEC. Russia's not in OPEC, but it's one of the largest producers. Venezuela, Nigeria, Iraq, Iran, Sudan. So if you are not getting oil from Canada, you're getting it from a place that is terrible, that treats its own citizens terribly. And I said that Canadian oil... Is the fair trade coffee of the world's oil industry. The book did well because it it didn't challenge the left on their beliefs, it accepted them, it held them to their own standards. And I I must have given a hundred speeches on that book across the country and even in Europe. I remember I gave a speech in Frankfurt and a f- speech in Munich. It was actually translated into German. People had never heard that point of view before And I did a lot of speeches in the oil patch itself, even in Calgary, even in oil companies. And sometimes people say, well, why are you wasting your time talking to the true believers? And I said, no, actually, that's the crazy thing. Within these oil companies are often people who have bought the line that oil is evil and we need to transition out of it. It, They felt like they were working for a tobacco company. Oh, it's so disreputable. Oh, it's so terrible. I'm ashamed I worked there. In fact, oil is not evil at all. Oil it, and all other sorts of fossil fuel energy lift us out of poverty and keep us warm in the winter, cool in the summer, allow us freedom to drive and move and lower the cost of living and bringing food to market. Every Everything we touch is because of fossil fuels. Imagine life without an ambulance or a fire truck that run on fossil fuels. Maybe one day we'll get that unobtainium. Maybe one day... Tesla cars will be able to go a little further and they'll be recharged on something other than coal-fired electricity, maybe one day. Maybe they'll be affordable one day. But my point is, until that happy day comes, you're buying gas. Now, whether or not that gas is made from Canadian oil or Saudi oil is up to us. That's the thesis of ethical oil. And it applies even more so to gas as a natural gas. Because Europe, contrary to Ronald Reagan's warning, 40 years ago. And contrary to Donald Trump's representations, even the last few years, buying your oil and especially your natural gas from Russia is crazy. But they did, anyways. You know, today, <laughs> funny thing happened today. Let me read you this tweet. This tweet's from yesterday, I think, or maybe it was a couple of days ago. The tweet a couple of days ago said, Tomorrow, Russia will take Nord Stream 1 offline. That's this big gas pipeline that these turbines are going back to. There will be a major potential for escalation of the geopolitical and energy crisis. So here's a thread on why not to panic now when you might want to, and just one on Earth, is EU regulation 2017-1938. If... Those turbines, turbines hadn't gone back to Germany and on their way back to Russia. It absolutely would have had a shocking domino effect. And I'll tell you about that. Now, it still might. Vladimir Putin still might say, oh, we closed this pipeline for maintenance and we discovered all these problems. And I'm sorry, Germany, you would get 40 percent of your energy from R- Russia, but we have to turn it off. Uh They would have done that for sure had Trudeau not agreed to send the turbines back to Germany, back to Russia. And that's the point. Are sanctions only going to be deployed if they're easy and cost free? Or are you going to deploy sanctions at some cost? Now, it wouldn't have been a big cost to Canada to keep those turbines, but it would have flattened Germany's economy. Imagine if Russia said, sorry, mate, we're not turning the gas pipeline back on. Uh, Why don't you make do with some more wind turbines? So Canada is unserious about sanctions and Germany is unserious about sanctions. If the only way you do sanctions is if you make them cost free, if you really aren't as brave as you are in your photo ops, then you'd better get Western Europe, Germany in particular, and other countries off of conflict oil and replace it with Canadian ethical oil, if you're serious. You know, Trump said this. They They laughed at him. Um, He talked about energy independence. He talked about how insane it was buying your energy from Russia. He said that in September 2018 when he went to Germany. Look at this headline in the Washington Post. They're so, so proud of themselves. This is the Washington Post. Trump accused Germany of becoming totally dependent on Russian energy at the UN. The Germans just smirked. And the Washington Post smirked along with them. Um, I don't think Trump accused anyone of anything. He said, guys, you're crazy to rely on Vladimir Putin for your gas. They said, no, we're smirking, you dummy. Now, here we are in 2022, and Trudeau gives the turbines back, which is the right move. Because really, does Canada want to destroy Germany's economy? Let Germany decide whether or not to destroy Germany's uh, economy by deciding to no longer buy Russian gas. They can do that, but they don't really mean it. Trudeau is one of the few world leaders who could actually help with the underlying problem, but he refuses. He could build oil and gas pipelines, oil pipelines to the coast. He could build fracking and allow natural gas in those special ships called LNG, liquefied natural gas. We could actually ship both oil and gas to Europe, including to Germany. Ethical oil, not conflict oil. Oil that we would be prepared, created, produced, drilled, exported with those four things that Zoe cares about. Environmental responsibility, peace, the treatment of workers and civil rights, as opposed to Russian natural gas. Environmental responsibility, you think Russia cares about the environment? Peace? No, they're they're invaders. Uh, treatment of workers? Yeah, I don't I don't think they get paid well in Russia and civil rights, so don't even get me started. Russia. Their population and their economy are both one-tenth the size of China. If we're not serious about putting sanctions on Russia, how would we ever be serious about putting sanctions on China? It goes to the cowardice of our population, of our political leaders. We're not serious about any discomfort, are we? But we could actually do what Trump did. We could actually do what Harper was trying to do. Get our oil and gas to market to free the world, to give people a choice. India and China will always buy oil from Russia and Iran. They don't care. But for places like Germany and others that do, why don't we give them an ethical alternative? The oil sands, Canada has about 171 billion barrels of oil, of which 166 billion are in the oil sands. It's like almost all of it. There is some offshore and there is some fracking. Um, That is stranded. Because Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline that was going to bring 800,000 barrels a day down to America. That could theoretically have gone on to export. But Trudeau himself and Gerald Butts canceled the Northern Gateway pipeline that would have gone to the West Coast. The Trans Mountain pipeline that would have gone to the West Coast. It was actually already there. It was just going to be expanded in size. And the Energy East pipeline, which would have taken Alberta Energy all the way to New Brunswick, which, by the way, is... Canada's largest refinery. Right now, they refine foreign oil, including, uh, I don't know if they still do in the last few months, but they've been refining Russian oil for years. That's the only permanent solution. And it's a win-win-win. It's a win for Canadian oil and gas uh, producers. It's a win for the billions of dollars making the pipelines. It's a win because you get secure, ethical oil into Canadian markets. You're not importing it from the United States, as oddly enough we do out east, or from OPEC. And it's a win for the world because every barrel of oil that you buy from Canada is one barrel of oil less than you buy from Russia, Iraq, Iran, Nigeria, Sudan, Venezuela. It's $100 more to Alberta and to Canada and $100 less to the bad guys. So I was thinking about this when I saw this incredibly obvious and easy to predict dilemma on the front page of the Globe and Mail today. The Globe and Mail wasn't actually mad about turbines. They weren't actually mad about Germany. Those were the outward expressions of the problem. The deeper problem is what they smirked at Donald Trump about, is that the West is dependent on Russia. Now, don't get me started about how dependent we are on China. But it is true. Russia is a gas station for Europe natural gas, oil, and the things that come from oil, that is not going to stop by building some wind turbines. You don't drive a car based on wind turbines. You don't heat your home with wind turbines. That will only stop if Canadian ethical oil can get to market. And I mentioned that I sort of saw this coming and I, gave speeches a decade ago when I made a lot of fun of Vladimir Putin. I wrote a book about it. I gave speeches about it. I have some activism and did some punditry. I've got the trademark to show it. And so I saw this today and I thought, I think I'm going to revive ethical oil. As in, 10 years ago, I set up this little NGO. We had a website. We had a spokesman. We did little campaigns. We you know, it was fun. It was small. It was a part-time thing I was doing as a volunteer while I worked at Sun News. It still it still did some great stuff. Then I got busy with Rebel News and I, I sort of focused on other things. But don't you think it's important to bring it back now? Here's what I mean. What would it mean to revive ethical oil on our website ethicaloil.org? That was my website back. What would it mean to do that now? Well, I think it would do journalism right i mean back then when i was at sun news i i I wasn't the boss i didn't command a team of journalists i just had my nightly show and sure i talked about ethical but now i got rebel news we got 70 people here we got well over a dozen reporters in canada alone we could make the oil beat a full-time beat i mean everyone could talk about it but we could hire a full-time ethical oil journalist to talk about these stories not just a ethical oil and gas in Canada, but to contrast it with conflict oil from Russia, Nigeria, Iraq, et cetera. And that quickly got me thinking, well, you know, we did just the other month and it was a, it was a great success. We made a documentary film. I don't know if you heard about that. We made a film called Trucker Rebellion, the inside story of the Kootz blockade. And not only was it a hit at our premieres, but it's been showing in movie theaters every week. A few, but, you know, it's a great start. What happens if, what would happen if we did something I didn't have the resources to do 10 years ago? What if we sent a great Rebel News documentary camera crew, bear with me, around the world to document the difference between ethical oil and conflict oil? To go to Nigeria and look at the pollution? To go to some of the Gulf states and look at how the indentured workers are paid nothing while the Saudi princes polish the gold on their (laughs) Rolls Royces. I don't think I would send our people into Russia too dangerous, but maybe into Venezuela. To look at where conflict oil comes from and to go to Germany and show how on their knees they are and to the Baltic states, which even get more from Russia. Wouldn't it be great to have a theatrical quality, cinema quality documentary on ethical oil. Do it right. Travel to those places with a great camera crew and do a theater quality documentary called Ethical Oil. Things that I wish I could have done a decade ago had I had the tools. Hire a full-time investigative reporter on the Ethical Oil Beat to look into the critics of Ethical Oil. Who's funding them? Who's directing them? I think there's a lot of things ethical oil could do now using the strength of Rebel News and the tools that we have and the team that we have and the experience that we have that I couldn't really do a decade ago when I just wrote the book and had sort of this little volunteer group that I had set up as a you know, part-time hobby. I've still got the <laughs> trademark. I've still got the book. I should re- revise and update the book. And I thought about this when I was reading that story on the front page of the Globe and Mail, because the Globe and Mail, just like those Germans to Donald Trump, they smirked and sneered at the idea of ethical oil. Ha! Ethical oil! No such thing! Really? Maybe 10 years ago, if they would have supported the idea of ethical oil and promoted the pipelines to the coast, both for oil sands oil and for Canadian fracked natural gas, instead of having to give the turbines back to Germany to give back to Russia, it wouldn't even be an issue because instead of a Nord Stream 1 pipeline, we'd have Canadian pipelines to the coast and then LNG ships and oil tankers taking Canadian ethical oil to Germany. They smirked at Donald Trump and they smirked at ethical oil. Well, the only person smirking now thanks to that anti-development philosophy, is Vladimir Putin himself. Well, I think I'm going to do it. We're going to start it up, ethicaloil.org. That's the website I used for my little NGO a decade ago. I want to raise a budget to do the documentary film and to do it properly to travel to those places around the world with a team, not just one or two guys, but like four guys to do it right. To have something that's so high quality, movie theaters will say, we've got to have that. I think that film alone could be $100,000 or 150 dollars including travel, to have a beautiful theatrical quality movie called Ethical Oil. I want to hire a full-time reporter on the beat, maybe two, including that investigative, uh, investigative journalist I talked about. That's another hundred and some thousand dollars a year too. I want to get back into the ad uh, project, you know, billboards and leaflets and pamphlets reminding people how nasty conflict oil is. You know, one of the things I talked about back when I ran ethicaloil.org was we have country of origin labeling for almost everything in our life. You know what I mean? If you look at the tag on your clothing, it says where it was made. If you look at every toy, every tool, your food has country of origin labeling. Almost everything you buy has country of origin labeling. And so if you care, you can choose. You can try and not use something made in China. Good luck with that. But the one thing that doesn't have country of origin labeling on it, and you know why, is gasoline. Because if you had one gas station on this side of the road, advertising 100% ethical oil made in Canada, gasoline. And on the other side, you had our gasoline made from oil from Saudi Arabia and Kazakhstan. If the price was equal, you'd go to the Canadian oil. And in fact, some people would probably buy the Canadian oil even if it was more expensive, which it shouldn't be, of course. Now, some people wouldn't care. Some people would buy the cheapest oil in the world because they're on a budget and they just can't afford to care. Okay, well, that's no worse off than we are right now. But why don't we have country of origin labeling? Do you really want to buy oil and gas products that come from Russia or Saudi Arabia, especially if you have an ethical alternative in the form of Canada? So I want to revive ethicaloil.org as the website that hosts these things. I ran it a decade ago, and I think we made a dent. I think we made a difference, even if the Globe and Mail smirked about it. Now we've got to do it, and we've got to do it with the tools at our disposal. I didn't have the email lists. I didn't have the viewers on the YouTube channel. I didn't even have a YouTube channel back then. I want to revive the ethical oil project. I want to do it as a journalistic project, as a documentary project, and as a campaign project, like we've done with so many things. If you believe in this idea too, go to ethicaloil.org and let's get going. Stay with me for more. see this billboard in Vancouver. Now, if you don't live in Vancouver, you probably didn't, but the images of this billboard went viral. I, heart, I love J.K. Rowling. Now, millions, hundreds of millions of people love J.K. Rowling. Her series, uh, Harry Potter, was one of the most popular series ever written. The movies were huge blockbusters, too. A lot of people do love J.K. Rowling, but that was not the rationale behind that sign. That was a statement that J.K. Rowling's form of feminism meant distinguishing between true biological women and what are called trans women, X men as you might say. People who say, I was born a man, but I identify as a woman and maybe I'll get my twig and berries cut off, but I want you to treat me as a woman J.K. Rowling and other old-school feminists say, "Yeah, you are something, and you were perhaps not a man as you claim you're not, but you are not the same as a woman." Well, J.K. Rowling was thrown in the uh, down the memory hole for that. In fact, some of her stars of her movie denounced her and said they would not make uh, more Harry Potter films if the creator of the series herself wasn't involved. There is a slur. TERF is the word, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. The word TERF is a hostile term for feminists like J.K. Rowling, but it's also a rallying cry for others who want to understand there is a difference between men and women and men should not be able to crowd out women from existence. Well our next guest had the audacity to put up that billboard in Vancouver and instead of being met with debate she was met with an investigation with legal power over her by her profession. She happens to be a nurse and she was investigated by that body. It's ongoing. Joining us now via Skype from New Westminster, B.C. is Amy Ham. Amy, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks very much.
1: Hi, Ezra. Thank you. It's nice being here.
0: Well, it's, it's my pleasure. You know, when I was a younger man, there were debates over the gender wars, uh, feminism and men and and I mean it was a lively debate and you know what, what was called a radical feminist maybe was a challenge to patriarchy or whatever but I I think the lines are completely redrawn I find myself in moral alignment with people who might be called radical feminists or turfs as the other side says Mm-hmm. Simply because I believe women are women and women ought to have their spaces, whether it's a, a bathroom or a change room or a girls' sports team or something. I find myself in league with people who maybe 30 years ago I would have sparred with. It's very strange.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that going on these days with people calling themselves politically homeless and aligning or working with people that they never thought that they had you know, that they had shared principles with before. And now it, it happens so much because of kind of this postmodern woke stuff that has taken over our culture. Um, and the backlash is coming from from all sides of the political spectrum. Well,
0: why don't you tell me a little bit more about that billboard? I, I mean, it couldn't be simpler. Mm-hmm. I heart JK Rowling. And frankly, um, an enormous number of people do. They 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 love her creativity the the sort of fictional fantasy world um, there are people for whom the Harry Potter series is is almost like a and you know a, a cult obsession it's like some people used to feel the same way about Star Trek like that's a code for living yeah. or something like she is deeply loved and those books have an uncanny hold on I'd say a whole generation um imagine throwing her out and not being able to say I love JK Rowling because she's a feminist-hmm
1: it's it's shocking, and that's why I wanted to get involved in this in the first place. Is because there's there's a public conversation to be had about gender identity ideology, and the fact that if you put up something as innocuous as an I heart J K Rowling billboard, um, and then it causes the city council in Vancouver to accuse you of hate speech it causes you to get tens of thousands of hateful and abusive messages and threats. Um, I think that has the effect of showing a lot of people how toxic this (laughs) debate actually is. So that that was what I wanted. I wanted to start conversations. Um, And then what ended up happening was that got a lot of attention and some members of the public complained to the nursing college, which gives me my license to practice as a nurse these people found out what I did for a living and they're trying to cancel me and take away my career because they disagree with my politics. Um, And so to be clear, 100% of this investigation and upcoming disciplinary hearing is about what I do outside of work. I've never had a patient complaint ever. Um, It's it's 100% about thought crimes that I've allegedly committed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have trouble even processing it. By the way, our friends at the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, that's John Carpe's Civil Liberties Group, are helping Amy, and I, I couldn't be more proud of them for rising to the occasion to stand for freedom of thought. I believe there should be professional ethics governing professions like doctors and nurses and lawyers and engineers. Um, there's elements of public safety. When you say you're a doctor or a nurse, that implies you have certain credentials. I think that's wise. And I think that doctors or nurses who engage in medical malpractice should be investigated. We saw that abused a bit during the pandemic, quite a bit. Anyone who had a dissident opinion on the the virus was investigated for really political Mm -hmm. crimes. But what you said wasn't even touching on health at all. You know, when they investigate uh, Dr. Roger Hodkinson, uh, for his views on the the coronavirus, well, at least you could say that's within the realm of medical stuff. But you mm-hmm. were giving a a I love J.K. Rowling poster has nothing to do with your job, with the profession of nursing. You you are a nurse, and they were coming at you through your profession for a completely unrelated matter, a, a political matter.
1: Yeah, so they they investigated for a long time. They compiled a report. Um, more than 330 pages of tweets, articles that I've written, because this is a topic that I've been writing about and talking about and organizing events about for quite some time. So they, yes, they compiled compiled this evidence of my apparent wrongdoing. Um, and kind of the latest thing that has happened a few days ago, the Justice Center issued a press release because I had been accused of um, spreading medically inaccurate information. Um, and now the college has dropped to that charge. So kind of the only remaining charge against me right now is that I've said derogatory or discriminatory things about trans people, which I haven't, I completely disagree, it's bogus. Um, but it, I, I do feel partially vindicated that they're no longer saying that I've said anything medically inaccurate.
0: So, so the medical inaccurate part that was they started combing through your political comments. So it was so the um, the the big billboard was maybe the spark that, uh, that it was the ma- spark. they they said ah here's a dissenter, we've got uh-huh. to crush her, destroy her, demoralize her, tire her out, burn up her money, burn up her time, put the fear of God in her, make her regret this, mm-hmm. and pour encourager les autres. To let everyone else know, you stand up to us and we will make your life hell. I'm guessing that's what this was all
1: about. Yeah, I, I absolutely feel like I'm just being made an example of. Meanwhile, you know, the, the complainants, I know the identity of one of them. It's someone I've never met before. I've never encountered this person, um, but describes themselves publicly as, um, a, as a Marxist and kind of a social justice warrior uh, the other person who complained about me, uh, they they've been awarded the privilege of being anonymous.
0: So you can't um, face your accuser. You you don't know who it no. is. So th- and
1: because they said I might retaliate, which is very insulting.
0: Yeah, and um, and if that would were to happen, let it let you be uh faced with whatever concept whatever retaliation means but the idea of facing your accuser meeting your accuser you don't know if it's someone who's had a personal vendetta you don't know if it's someone who Mm -hmm. has a collateral motive you don't know it it is contrary to our system that the accusation is secret that is that's a star chamber that is an un-canadian uh Sham of uh, that—that that is not how justice is done in Canada or any of our judicial no. antecedents going back centuries.
1: Yeah. And my obviously I'm not a lawyer, but my understanding of the legislation around. Anonymous complainants, when you're talking about a healthcare regulatory body, is that the reason sometimes people are allowed to be anonymous is when there's an issue of uh, patient confidentiality. That you're trying to not violate, or a patient's life could be endangered in some way. But from what I know, there's no reason that they should be allowed to apply this in my case. I feel that I should know who this person is.
0: Yeah, it's got nothing. I, I mean, again, I can understand that maybe if if you were doing something bad to a patient and the patient didn't want you to know. That because maybe you would inject them with something. I know I'm making up an insane yeah. uh, scenario. Okay, I get it in that extreme circumstance, but like you said, this has nothing to do with your practice as a nurse. It's it it yeah. is so it's so troubling. Um, have you? Ha- I mean, and again, I salute the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. They really take uh, great cases. Have you had any yeah. other support from? The BC Civil Liberties Association, from any freedom of speech groups, from from any nursing yeah. organizations. I mean, you're being scrutinized by the college or whatever it would be. Has yeah. your union, are you, I take it you're part of a union, have they helped?
1: So... When this all started, I did have the option of choosing a union appointed lawyer. However, I had reservations about that because I suspected that the BC Nurses Union would be similarly ideologically captured like the college was. So I opted to reach out to the Justice Center, which I agree with you, amazing organization. Um, and then as it happens in the, in the months following that, uh, and I've written about it, the BC Nurses Union tried to, um, on behalf of all of their members, so no, I wasn't consulted about this, but they pushed Justin Trudeau to pass the so-called um, conversion therapy ban legislation. Um, so so obviously I think I was correct in not trusting that I could use a lawyer from my own union. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've had another small issue that i can't get into but they have not been helpful to me whatsoever
0: has anyone stood by me uh, ask you a question i think i know the answer in advance because i know the times we live in has any political leader any elected official any mp mla anyone who whose job it is to Way into public matters have you had any has anyone even said you know this makes me uncomfortable I don't know all the facts but I don't like how it looks even that kind of a tepid intervention have you had anything like that
1: politicians know my actual um, the writing that I'm in is um, an NDP writing and my member of parliament Peter Julian Has blocked me online and has for years now refused to speak to me or engage with me or discuss my concerns about gender in terms of like how it is impacting children in schools and local policies that change washrooms in our city for instance he he won't meet with me he had blocked me on twitter previously and I had Lisa Bildy who's my lawyer now she wrote him a letter and kind of impelled him to unblock me on Twitter. And then he's since blocked me again. Mm-hmm. So no, I have, I, I don't have any support. Look, I have support from a lot of the feminist community and sort of, a, you know, a lot of people who are heterodox sort of thinkers or centrist. And even um, as you mentioned, people that you would never think that you would necessarily align with before. Um, so there is a lot of support but it's um,
0: but it's unofficial it's It's grassroots no one from any establishment Mm -hmm. institution would you describe yourself uh, aside from this issue let's say before this issue would you describe yourself as a woman of the left
1: yeah I think I've always thought of myself as a lefty previously and um, I I don't anymore so you Mm. know I think
0: when most... you voted, like, uh, you don't have to tell me if you don't want, but let's say the first time you voted, <laughs> yeah. did you vote NDP? Yeah. You, you were an NDP voter? Oh, yeah. Voter? Use,
1: I, I was a long-time NDP voter. Yeah. I would absolutely never in my life would I ever vote for the NDP yeah. ever again. They have sold the women down yeah. the river. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and that's what's odd. I mean, I remember when I was a young kid in college, and I loved debating, and I sparred with the feminists, and um mm. I don't even... <laughs> The difference between my view and the view of a feminist 30 years ago is so microscopic compared to the idea of, should the concept of a woman be obliterated itself, be eradicated itself? It's, Mm -hmm. you you know, I I suppose we were arguing over millimeters back then, and now we're we're talking about miles. And, you know, I sometimes think, I mean, I, I find it astonishing to look back at the history of women's sport. And i didn't know that women were not allowed to run in the boston marathon until less than mm-hmm. a century ago like very recently i think, I think 73
1: 72 73 it was something shockingly
0: recent and like mm-hmm. it's almost and and the olympics and and competitive sports and sports and college. like yes. it, women sports is so new mm-hmm. and it's and the golden age of women in sports is pretty much and it's not just jk so Rowling. i mean um Martina Navratilova, the, uh, and she's lesbian, so she's, she's not anti-gay. She's certainly not anti-female, but she knows about women's sport and she knows about the difference between a male body and a female body. And it's just, I feel like we're at the twilight of the age where women can be in sport. I see these fellas, these X-Men competing. And I, I hate to see one guy or one trans woman and then two yeah. genetic women in second and third place often looking dejected. But I tell you, Amy, we're one year away from all three positions be tra- being trans men. If one mm-hmm. guy can do it, mm-hmm. another guy can say, oh, well, I can beat that guy, or it I can, can at least take- beat those Uh-oh. girls. Yeah, and soon you're gonna, all it takes is three guys and all three podium positions are gonna be mm-hmm. fellas. Um, and if you wanna say X-Men or trans, or whatever you wanna say, mm-hmm. it obscur- and that's the thing, the language, I don't know if you share my view about the book 1984 it really is a story about language if you destroy the ability Mm -hmm. to to speak plainly you're actually Mm -hmm. that's a form of of mind control and when and and when you say you must call these people women or at least trans Mm -hmm. women and when you force people to say that you you're acknowledging that it's it's a lie that you cannot Mm -hmm. convince them and so you have to punish them and that's what they're doing to you
1: yeah Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing. And all that is left in their case right now is that maybe I've hurt some people's feelings essentially, (laughs) because I don't, I refuse to play along with their language games. I agree with you, um, in terms of using someone's preferred pronouns in a professional setting as a matter of respect. Um, of course there are times when I do that, but for the most part, I'm just going to refer to a human as male or female. Yeah.
0: These are very strange days. Uh, I want to tell you on a personal note that I admire your strength and your courage and your resilience. It is not easy to stand up to institutional power, especially one that controls your ability to earn a livelihood. It's not easy to stand up to every official person and to not lose your mind when the world around you goes mad. And I've been yeah. in that position myself, uh, and I won't bore the viewers with my stories. I think they probably know them. Um, I, I feel like I am i was built for conflict, and yeah. I, I think you were built to be a nurse. I mean, you seem like a caring person who, uh, you know, I, I don't know you that well, but um, I don't think you were meant for, I don't think you chose to have a life of conflict, and yet you were thrust into it. And I admire the fact that you didn't simply say, to heck with it, I don't need this, just apologize and retract and get on with my life and, and slink away. I have to say that I'm impressed with your um, decision to stand.
1: Thank you so much. I did, And I did have the option. They, the college tried to get me to sign a consent agreement. Um, I would have had a temporary suspension on my license and had to have signed the statement of facts about having said transphobic things so to me it was it was never and there's just no way that I will ever do that so I don't know how far this case will go now that it looks like it's falling apart for them now that they have dropped some charges. Um, but I definitely will take it as far as I have to take it and even if that is the Supreme Court of Canada I don't care I will I'm not taking any punishment when I haven't done anything wrong
0: yeah. well I I uh, deeply admire what you're saying and what you're doing and I couldn't be happier that you're with the jCCF and um, Thank you. it sounds like you re- had that win when they abandoned the spreading medically, Inaccurate information, and I think that's an acknowledgement that they knew that was a stretch. And I and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you'll be victorious on the derogatory statements thing. My God, uh, if our charter of rights for freedom of speech means anything, um, just absurd. Amy, please keep us posted, and I expect that you will, in time, win. Bullies often expect an easy, short fight. The fact that you're digging in your heels and you have allies maybe they bit off more than they can chew. And will you let us know when the next milestone in is when there's a hearing or a, a final result here? Because if it's a victory, we want to celebrate with you. And if it's a setback, we want to encourage you to appeal and we want to tell our friends to support the JCCF to help pay your bills.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'll keep you posted for sure.
0: All right. Well, great to spend some time with you and we wish you all the best. That's our friend, Amy Ham a registered nurse in New Westminster, B.C. What an incredible story. Stay with us. More ahead. Hey, welcome back. Your letters to me, Caroline Cavalcante, says. It's incredible. Everything this guy says makes sense. Even if you are not part of the Conservative Party, you still have got to respect your money and spending. And everything Pierre says makes sense, financially speaking. You're talking about Pierre Polyev and his little video about inflation. I thought he I thought he had a good command of the subject. I thought he told it in an engaging way. I, I thought throwing those items in his air was great. Like he's got a sense of humor there, but he's not silly. And I, I don't and most importantly, he didn't talk down to people. Justin Trudeau has this thing where he talks to you like you're a grade three year and it's very uh condescending. And I think people are a little tired of it. Wiffersdy says, fantastic coverage. And there's virtually none in the legacy media on the story in Canada. The only item I could find was a quick blurb on CTV about police finding, firing at a tractor. But if things get ugly, stay safe, Lewis and Lincoln. You're talking about our, tween, our team in the Netherlands. I'm really glad they're over there. It was a little expensive to get them over there. Let me tell you one thing I think I might have mentioned to you. You can't get into Netherlands unless you're vaccinated. They only, unless you're in the European Union. So neither the United Kingdom nor Canada are, are you allowed to come from those places into Holland without a vaccine, except they have a specific exemption for journalists. Did I tell you that? So we applied to the embassy uh, in both countries under their journalistic exemption and it's actually sort of beautiful it's written right on their embassy website they value freedom of the press and freedom of speech enough that they will put aside their covid rules to allow unvaxxed journalists in the country it's a special exemption it's not a conscientious exemption it's not a medical exemption it's it's none of that it's it's not a religious exemption it's if you're a journalist coming here to do journalism we will let you in even if you're not jabbed isn't that amazing I think that's very open-minded and liberal. Compare that to us here in Canada under Trudeau. Derek Ryan says, we also breathe around 70% nitrogen in our air with 21% oxygen and the rest noble gases. The nitrogen excuse is quite frankly ridiculous. People are the power, not the people in power. Yeah, I mean, I've just never heard of nitrogen as the problem before. I mean, it really is the majority of air. Um, And even if there were some... Pollution. I mean, there are some nitrous oxides or NOx and SOx, as they're called. Um, yeah. Is is Holland really the world's largest polluter? Or is this not like everything else where you can literally destroy your entire industry and in about six hours, China's dirty economic growth overtakes it? I mean, what are they building? 700 coal-fired power plants in China right now, and you want to shut down your one to save the world? It ain't going to happen. It's not about saving the world. If you're destroying just Holland's farmers and leaving the rest of the world, it's not about saving the world. It's about destroying Holland's farmers. And there's uh, no good reason for that, but many bad ones. That's our show for today. What do you think about ethicaloil.org? Bringing it back, eh? Let's see how it goes. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom.
2: Hi, Prime Minister. Just a fast just a question. You know me. Uh, we, Yes, yes, yes. We spoke, we spoke in the past in the summer. Remember me. I said, I said, I said, Prime Minister, a fast question on Tamara Lynch. You preached, you preached, you preached preach the whole wild world about freedoms. How come freedom fighters for the convoy are still in jail? Why? Prime Minister, any any, any any answers? Any answers for disrupting the lives of so many Canadians for the last 20 years? Prime Minister, any answers? Please, answer the people of Canada. Wow, that's very coward.
3: Oh, they are pushing the plan to hide
4: Mr. Trudeau. They are pushing... Je n'ai pas fait le plan pour ça. Can you believe that? Vous non, ne, ne me touchez à pas. Ce je fais mon travail ah, de journaliste, je, je, je monsieur.
2: Je Ne me touchez pas, traversez l'autre côté. Vous Sur savez, quelle raison? Celle que c'est un ordre. La police ordre? vous donne un ordre, vous obéissez. Ça finit que. Mais écoutez, ça, écoutez ça ne, ne
4: me poussez pas. Non, mais vous allez traverser l'autre côté. So now, the police are giving me an order to. Cross the other side of... Hey! Uh-huh. Vous n'avez uh-huh. pas le droit de me m- 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 toucher, monsieur. Je veux juste vous rappeler qu'on a déjà une oui. poursuite Traversi. contre contre la SPB. Votre nom, votre badge number. Koukowski, c'est marqué là. 1604 Bye-bye. So here, Alexa, like, so for Reben News, and I'm currently in Montréal. And re- tonight, we receive a tip that Mr. Trudeau was in Outremont for having a dinner with Maybe co-worker or friend, so we ran on the scene to see what is happening. And what you can see behind me, police is there all around the restaurant. They have a lot of citizens who are asking questions. I'm gonna take the chance to ask as well my question to them. Let's check it out.
3: <coughs>
4: Mr Trudeau, est-ce que vous vous rappelez de moi? On s'est déjà parlé au combat des chefs. Euh... J'espère que oui. Euh, je m'intéressais à savoir, Monsieur Trudeau, votre Avril-Can, est-ce que c'est en fait euh, la nouvelle version de du Non-Digital Traveller Identity que vous avez signé avec le World Economic Forum en 2018, Monsieur Trudeau? Tamara Leach est une manifestante pacifique qui est en ce moment en prison Elle parce qu'elle a juste pris un selfie avec un autre manifestant. Est-ce Et que vous trouvez ça là. normal Et ici? Au... Là. Oui.
2: oui. Oui. Tout ce que je vous demande, c'est que, un, c'est un événement privé, deux, il y a d'autres, d'autres clients du restaurant mais aussi. Le premier ministre n'est pas privé, mais que... Bon, les mais je vais parler moins fort, mais M. Trudeau aurait l'éligence peut-être de, de venir de parler aux gens qui ont je des questions pour lui. Si c'est possible de respecter la quiétude des autres gens autour aussi.
4: Monsieur Trudeau, c'est Trudeau, est-ce que vous supportez euh, les nouvelles régulations au niveau de l'émission de nitrogène? De, de, d'azote et de carbone que Mac Routé est en train de, d'implémenter en Hollande. Est-ce que vous supportez le, euh, les
3: régulations, M. Trudeau? Ah, mais c'est le, le même ah, premier ministre qui se, se, se promène en jet. Qui se, se, se de promène en jet. De on dérange le reste de nos clients. Si on juste travailler. Alors
4: pourquoi ils ont pris une table à l'extérieur?
3: Si S'ils voulaient la dévastité. Moi, je suis juste dans le trottoir. Et M. Trudeau, pourquoi vous n'écoutez
4: pas une partie de votre peuple qui a des questions pour
3: vous? Ça fait quand même pour do you
4: support the new regulation on nitrogen and carbon emission that Mark Rutte are doing right now in nepel
3: Mr Trudeau doesn't
4: want to answer to any question. I tried to ask questions in French and in English just to see if he would answer and obviously he's not doing it. So we can see like the nice okay. meal that Mr. Trudeau is having probably on our tax. your money guys, and is eating your money and is not answering the question that he should.
3: Answer. Okay. And you tell me. You tell me in my face that I'm a racist.
4: Monsieur Trudeau,
3: quel autre
4: accord have you signed with the World Economic Forum? Je n'ai jamais été si près comme M. Trudeau, mais évidemment, il n'est pas tourné son face pour regarder ou essayer d'avoir un contact avec moi. Il est complètement ignoré une partie des gens qui sont sur la rue, qui lui demandent des questions. Le fait qu'il y
3: a une terrasse, même parce qu'on paye des taxes... M. Trudeau, je vais
4: répéter encore une fois, Tamara Litch qui est une manifestante pacifique, est retenue en prison pour avoir pris un selfie avec un autre manifestant. Est-ce que les libéraux ne sou- soutiennent plus maintenant les libertés civiles? Monsieur Trudeau, quel autre accord avez-vous signé avec le World Economic Forum, autre que le non digital Traveler Identity? Comment pouvez-vous manger en ce moment, Monsieur Trudeau, quand vos aéroports sont en chaos
3: et que votre peuple est en train de vous poser des questions et vous observe? quand on fait les mises à jour Khan et tout ça, tous ces communiqués, on ne parle même plus de non-vaccinés. Ma mère, elle a 72 ans. Elle peut pas aller voir ma grand-mère qui a 91 ans au Nicaragua parce qu'elle peut pas sortir. Elle peut pas prendre le vaccin. Puis voilà, monsieur, il vit sa vie normalement. Et ma mère, qui est une Canadienne, qui est arrivée ici, qui croyait dans la liberté de ce, de ce pays, qui était une prisonnière politique, qui a été une exilée politique. On est arrivé ici à Dorval avec une valise de 200 dans les mains au mois de novembre, sans manteau, sans rien. OK? Ma mère qui a fait une vie. Ce monsieur-là, voilà, ce Trust Fund Baby. Lizzie, tu n'es plus une Canadienne à 100%. Tu n'as plus tous les droits que les autres Canadiens. Puis on doit vivre avec ça. Ok, je dois vivre avec ça. Puis pendant que lui, il mange à sa guise et tout ça, mais ma mère, sa pension, elle achète moins de choses à tous les jours. Oh, they are pushing the plan to hide
4: Mr. Trudeau. They are pushing the plan for it. Can you believe that? So it's comme ça que Monsieur Trudeau, vous traitez vos, euh, vos citoyens en poussant une plante pour essayer de vous cacher à l'arrière? Oh il
3: a poussé la plante. Il a une Mr. Trudeau, how many
4: agreements did you make with the World Economic Forum when you went to Davos? Mr. Trudeau, do you support what? Mark Rutte is doing in Netherlands on the new regulation of the nitrogen and carbon emission. Do you support it? Are you going to do the same here in Canada? Are you willing to trade your beautiful meal tonight for bugs, Mr. Trudeau?
2: He's always ignored, uh, you know, common citizens. Uh, that, that doesn't disturb me too much. You know, it happens with a lot of politicians. What disturbs me is that he has deprived us of freedom for years and he's funding neo-Nazis in the Ukraine, sending our tax money to the Ukraine and he doesn't care. He probably doesn't even know what Azov is. Yeah. Right. So so to me, to me, this is this is a dictator, a dictator who is funding neo Nazi units in the Ukraine who are openly anti-Jewish and he does this in Outremont, which is a Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> this is just unbelievable. So so we
4: have the president of the police now? So we see that the police are there for I don't know the protection of and Mr Justin Trudeau, but it seems that most oh, no, of the people no, no, no. here it's children. Je
3: suis dans la rue comme ça. Ah oui, écrit euh, c'est, 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 c'est où? Je oui, la
4: ah, je suis municipale. Bonjour, madame. Juste, euh, dans ce, juste oui. dans oui. 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 Avez-vous dit qu'elle n'était pas euh, permise de rester dans la rue? C'est pas ça que j'ai dit. Qu'est-ce que
3: vous avez dit? Vous Pouvez-vous répéter pour moi, s'il vous plaît? Je vous le demande. Pardon, qu'est-ce que qu'est-ce que la police vous a demandé? Il dit euh, que j'ai pas le droit de rester là. Parce que moi j'ai dit j'ai commence à faire mon workout, puis ils m'ont dit qu'ils veulent pas me donner un ticket. Mais là j'ai dit, je fais mon workout, tu sais, dans la rue, je circule. Mais apparemment qu'on a pas le droit de rester juste figé C'est un
4: non, là, C'est endroit. Euh, monsieur, c'est un endroit plus, euh, plus Public ici. Il n'y a aucun qui règlement qui m'empêche de ne pas rester dans la rue en ce moment. En ce moment, c'est un milieu qui est public. Vous ne pouvez pas me donner un ticket par rapport à ça, monsieur. Sous, que, sous quelle raison vous me donneriez un ticket ici? Je vous donne l'ordre de circuler.
2: Si vous refusez
4: l'ordre de circuler sur un, sur un trottoir, je peux vous écrire un constat pour ça. Et euh, sous quelle
2: protecteur? Euh, M'enregistre.
4: oui, j'ai le droit. Je suis dans un milieu. Là, maintenant, public. Euh... maintenant,
2: vous oui, Je vais Merci. appeler
4: mon avocat avant. Et, euh, on va voir c'est qui. Vous allez circuler
2: quand même. Je fais même moi-même. avant mon avocat. Parce qu'il y a un règlement municipal qui a été. Le droit de donne l'ordre de circuler. J'ai le droit de dire monsieur, c'est dans ouais, 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 mon droit. Vous me devant vous. Bon. you're saying something i have c'est to ça. believe you i don't Ooh. believe you you're to the no. that's your response. stop it hey, a je
4: you know okay, so so yeah. ça dans yeah. face je je pr- une je, question c'est de right.
2: sécurité Si vous ne comprenez pas ça lieu public
0: impossible
2: can give a ticket without telling me which law tell me the regulation number. okay that's it What? What do you want? I just want to stand here. Okay. You're, you're, you will not stay there. What are you going to do you to me? You're okay. going to arrest me for that? I'm going to give you a ticket for okay. that. No okay. You continue, Book okay. No problem. Okay. I are you you continue, you're going to be booked. Book me? You'll be arrested. No problem. For what? A for standing on the corner? Don't have to give you my ID. I'm not driving a car. You're in an infraction, sir. But I don't have to give you an ID. I'm not driving a car.
0: Okay. okay. What is your name?
2: I don't hey, have to tell you my name
0: you can stand on the sidewalk you, you shouldn't stand on the street that's jaywalking no it's a sidewalk place yeah, you you have the right to be on the sidewalk and we're already suing the SPVM Yeah. Uh, and we'll sue them again I'm happy to talk to them unfortunately I don't speak French they speak so English
4: actually to me
0: yeah so I, I reject their demand that we get off the sidewalk and I'll sue if they, you. If they, touch you.
4: they want to give me a ticket if I'm staying. Oh, well, take your ticket. I mean, who cares? Take your ticket
0: and we'll fight it in court. But if they touch you or arrest you or push you, we'll sue them because you're allowed to be on the sidewalk. Just film everything, please. Film all your interactions with the police. And, and even remind them that we're already suing them. And I'm happy to sue again. I'm happy to talk to the police if you think that'll help.
4: Yeah, you're allowed. You can talk to them.
2: I don't
0: want to talk to them. June
2: I was June remove that from my face
0: just make sure you get the names of the police, Alexa, because we'll be suing them their names and badge numbers. Please. OK, we will take
4: all their badge number and their name because what they are asking is like I'm not allowed by a municipal law to stand on the sidewalk where I'm allowed because it's a public space. So what they are asking right now is not legal. So we'll take all their name and what will make them remember that we have already a lawsuit against the SPVM?
2: Donc so, so, uh, votre
4: badge number, monsieur? Monsieur l'agence Santana, 5793. 5793. 5 monsieur, badge number. Je je vous no. So, écoutez, écoutez, no, I'm not Why are you? Why are you? je vous demande votre not Pour ma sécurité, j'aimerais to be here. to be here. Je me recule, mais j'ai besoin de votre badge number. Votre numéro de badge, monsieur. Bien avec moi. Monsieur, j'ai besoin de votre numéro de badge et votre nom. Pas d'affaire à vous, madame. Oui, bien, j'ai besoin de, d'avoir votre je vous demande de vous identifier, monsieur. Ça a été
2: positivement. Let's go. Oui.
4: Est-ce
2: que tu l'as plus de
4: nom? C'est Chauvette. J'ai Chauvette. Now you can see they are arrests, like giving a ticket to this man because he didn't comply to move from the sidewalk. You can see it. This is a sidewalk. This is not the street. This is a public space. We are allowed as a citizen to stand up in the public space because you have no reason. We are not a threat. We are not doing anything bad. So one, I've been taking away for probably receive a ticket and we we'll continue to ask our question because we are therefore asking questions to Mr. Trudeau because Mr. Trudeau doesn't give any answer to all the other part of the citizen that are asking for answer. Mr. Trudeau, do you agree with Mark Rutte about the new regulation on nitrogen and Carbon emission. Madame, do you support it? I'm doing my job. Je suis mais qu'est-ce qu'on vous a demandé tout à l'heure? De circuler. Oui, mais j'ai on le. Un... This is my right okay. to be si on the le sidewalk. Le faire, de l'autre côté, ça va être correct. But why can I not stand here? Déjà expliqué, là. Pourquoi je ne pas... peux on, pas être on ici? On vous l'a expliqué, c'est un règlement municipal. Il n'y a pas de règlement municipal, oui. monsieur. Vous êtes en train de flâner, là. c'est pour ça. Là. Vous oui. restez ici. Parce qu'on n'a plus le droit de flâner. Merci. Donc, est-ce que vous allez Non, là-bas? en fait, on, Merci. on ne me touche pas, premièrement. ne touche pas. Vous avez quasiment touché. Tu pas en train de flammer. On train je de suis flammer. en train de travailler. Je fais mon reportage. I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist. I'm doing my job right now. I'm not just doing anything. Donc, que vous n'allez pas plus loin qu'ici,
0: parce que je suis le Vous Là non plus. Je veux
4: pas. You say that I cannot stand, so I'm walking. OK, mais pas ici non plus. Les autres côtés. Eh, Hey, man! Monsieur Trudeau! Ça ne répond pas, là, ça s'arrive. Oui, bien, I'm here for doing my job. Parfait. On va vous demander de traverser l'autre côté, s'il vous plaît. Non, sous quel r... sur quelle rue? Rig... Rig... C'est un ordre. Un ordre de pour? Traverser, madame, s'il vous plaît. Mais sous quelle raison? Madame, je vous le demande. Traverser oui. l'autre côté. Parce qu'un ordre vient nécessairement avec quelque chose. Oui. Madame, Non, ne, ne me touchez bien, pas. à ce moment-là, traversez. Je fais mon travail vous de journaliste, je monsieur. Je ne pas. Traversez l'autre côté. Sur quelle c'est... raison? Celle que c'est un ordre. La police un vous donne un ordre, vous obéissez. Ça finira. Écoutez, ça finit mais ne me poussez pas. Non, mais vous allez traverser ça So pas. now, the police are giving me an order to ben, cross ben. the other side... Of... Hey, Vous n'avez pas si le droit de me, me toucher, monsieur. Ben, Je veux juste traversé. vous rappeler qu'on a déjà une oui. poursuite traversé, contre, traversé, contre, contre non, la SPB. Traversé. Traversé. Votre nom, votre bad number. Krukowski, c'est
3: marqué là. 6084. Bye-bye. Comment? 6084. Traverser, attention, on est là.
4: Et votre nom, Merci, complet.
3: c'est marqué là. Moi, j'ai besoin de le Monsieur m'a poussé.
4: Monsieur a eu une interaction physique avec moi. The police did push me. So we had an interaction. I did nothing. I was just doing my job as a reporter to ask questions. They are pushing away everybody.
2: But if it would be the president of the United States, they would block off three blocks. You know, this is not security. Yeah. No, it's not security. Anybody can come with a gun and start shooting, you know? With their so-called SPVM standing around. There's no security.
0: This is not enough security. Right. But Especially what's going on in this crazy world, you know? Mm-hmm. You have shootings all over the place, yeah. you know?
4: What is your thought of the fact that probably his meal that he's eating right now is the money of the taxpayer and is not going to answer any of your questions as citizen of...
0: It's not a fancy restaurant. No. He's
3: not eating in a, you know, a cheap restaurant. He's eating what the people eat, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. What do you think about, about the fact that the police came, they gave a ticket to someone that yes. uh, was just standing on the street?
3: You give a ticket. Yes,
0: yeah,
2: you need, a ticket.
0: You need security, you know? This is not security. It's not security, but...
2: This is empty. This is bags of meat, this is a joke. empty. It's Bastards with meat in it. That's it. I'm just wondering,
4: you're the security of Mr. J- uh, Trudeau? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, don't ask if
1: you
3: know.
4: <laughs> oh, no, yeah, but no. Why, why the police is doing your job instead of you pushing away the people?
3: No comment on this.
4: No comment? Because now you have no security around, but the police came. So the taxpayer money is using for having more security instead of you maybe standing there to protect the prime minister. No,
1: that's your point of view.
4: But why are you standing just in the street and not doing anything? Not supposed to be paid for being like the security. Or maybe not.
3: I don't know. He seems to know better than me, so.
4: I don't know. It's why I'm asking you qu- the question. How? Why you are, are? you are so many? I'm.
3: I'm, I'm, good. I'm
4: good. No. Uh, no answer. No explanation why you cannot stand on the street.
2: They said it's a, reg- a regulation of uh, municipality or something. Uh, I don't know exactly what, but uh, I asked them to give me regulation number. They couldn't give it to me. That's it.
4: And but what do you think about all of that?
2: No, I told them that I think that they're bullies and that's it. Yeah. Well,
4: and especially but because we know that during the curfew, the acidic place was told the them. most targeted. That's what, uh, told them. what do you What do you think about all of that? And Mr. Trudeau doesn't answer any question.
2: I don't. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, you can't talk to him. Look, I can't talk because uh, I'll be singled out afterwards as an acidic Jew saying my, my own personal opinion. This is not, I'm not talking on behalf of anybody, but this is my personal opinion about Mr. Trudeau. I think that what he's doing is really not right, and it's not right to the people, and he's not listening to the people. So, But this is my personal opinion, and I don't want people to start scapegoating the whole community because I said something. So that's about it. That's my personal opinion.
4: So no ticket, it was not fine. It, they just say that they can give it to him a ticket but it didn't do it they say that is a municipal law to not stand in the street and not doing anything this is again untrue because on public space you are allowed to stand as a free citizen in the street not in the middle of the street but on the sidewalk Police is I there ask asking early. people. I'm really far away from you. And... Good,
2: good, good. You are, but I stay. I asked you to stand aside. Yeah, you. but
4: you have like a lot of people on this side. Yes, what good. is the difference? I'm
2: about to make the move. All right, so is you. All right, please move. Thank you. Move again, actually, for the 10th time.
3: Thank
4: you. Oh, still. You see? They are pushing away the people that are just trying to stand somewhere and d- redirecting them the other side of the street. So this is kind of in- incredible. So just Trudeau just left the restaurant as usual. He did ignore everybody, took some selfies with some people who were in the restaurant. And afterwards, the police did block the street for him to enter in the car. So as usual, Mr Trudeau doesn't want to be confronted on real question. So if you like, please like and share that video. Thanks guys. You see, we left Right away, when we received the tip that Mr. Trudeau was in Montreal, and so, if you want to help us with our coverage, please go to rebelfieldreport.com, and on this website, you can donate generously for our honest journalism. Thank you.